0: Hi,
1: I'm Jen. And I'm Lisa. Together, we're Success and the Shy Girl. We're visibility and success strategists, supporting you with the systems, strategies, and mindset shifts that will help you achieve success on your own terms. Welcome to the conversation. Hey, Jen, how are you doing today? Well, I am doing very well because we've got some cool stuff happening over uh, happening over on our Instagram account. We are running kind of. It's not. It's not a challenge. It's like it's a challenge for ourselves, but like kind of in a little experiment. I don't know if you, dear listener, follow the creator's account on Instagram. If you do not, you should. If you're using Instagram for business at all, uh, following the creator's account is a really, really good idea. But the creator's account, it's quite a well. it's not quite a while, but uh, several weeks ago, several months ago, I can't remember exactly how long ago it was, but they noted that there were some updates to hashtag use on Instagram. And it kind of got us thinking because hashtags are, I love hashtags. I love talking about hashtags. I was like, well, okay, is what they're saying really true. So we're running a month-long month long experiment. So if you haven't been over to our Instagram, you don't follow us, head over there, follow us, because we are going to share the results of those uh, little experiments that we're doing about, um, you know, how many hashtags actually work, uh, hashtag volumes, things like that, all of that cool stuff. But it got us thinking about, like, in a much broader sense metrics and where they fit into your business. And I know a couple of weeks ago we had a podcast episode about visibility and how you know visibility is not really tied to metrics. But metrics are a very important piece of building a solid strategy and knowing what works, knowing what's not working, so that you can do more of what works and do less of what's not working. So that's what we're going to talk about today, not Instagram specifically, but in general. Metrics. Mm -hmm. Well, and we're both
0: uh, scientists, so we do like to run an experiment every once in a while. (laughs) We do like to collect the data. It's kind of fun um, because it gets exciting because you can see trends like, okay, so when we did this, uh, you know, this worked out, or oh, that didn't seem to, you know, go as well as we thought. And that's super important in business when you're trying to choose your next step, right? Is to really look at the data. Um, like they say on CSI, the, the evidence will tell you the truth, right? <laughs> Check the evidence and, and that's where you'll get your information from. Uh, instead of just sitting there and thinking, I, I really just don't know what to do next. Have a look what worked last time, what didn't work. Um, maybe you can expand on something that, that went really well. Um, for you in the past and and try to uh you know shift it up maybe make some improvements and and see what you can do um with any of your things whether it's engagement um i mean it could be followers but you know sales uh engagement uh how many clicks on your newsletter how many listens um, that, that kind of stuff, like all those things are super important as you, uh, work your way through your business and making choices on how you spend your time really, Mm -hmm. because that can keep you from being just overly busy with, with all the things it can really help you focus down your productivity.
1: Yeah. And so there are, I mean, there are a couple of things and I know, obviously when we say metrics, a lot of people's brains go to social media But there are a lot of metrics, and you've mentioned some of them already, Lisa, that are not tied to social media. Social media is kind of often its own little category, all of its own, because it's got some very unique things that you don't have any control over, like the algorithm. But on your own website, and I always suggest that somebody's got even just a basic website to send people to so that you can find them, you can really make the most of search engine optimization even if you are a local service or product provider uh, it's you know you want people in your neighborhood to be able to find you as well um, but there are a couple of tools and they are free to install on your website now of course we can't support you in you know getting the code in your website but if you've got a developer or you go to these tools they're they walk you through how to do it. So the two things that I always suggest that people have available and installed on their website are Google, the Google Analytics code and, this, and to connect your Google Analytics to the Google Search Console. That alone for Lisa and I has meant that we landed on the front page of Google with one of our keywords for our business success planner. By just installing those and tracking those keywords, we now come up when somebody searches something, like a very specific term. I'm not going to share what that keyword is, but. Um, <laughs> without, without being a paid ad. Exactly. So yeah, like you said, like you can do
0: uh, things without an investment.
1: Mm-hmm. But the beauty of having those things installed and connected to our website websites, Uh, we've got two websites, uh, AvengedSuccessPlanner.com and SuccessInTheShyGirl.com is that we can see where people land when they come to each of those websites and where they exit. So we can see where the leaks are, right? So it's kind of like, I don't love the funnel analogy, but it's like, if they come on the homepage and they get to a certain page and, you know, 95% 95% of people that visit the website leave from that page. It means that there's a leak on that page somewhere. There's something in the copy. There's something in the design. There's something there that's going to make us press pause and think, mm, okay, we need to address this. What's happening here? Why are people leaving when they visit this particular page? And,
0: yeah, and it, you're able to make the changes instead of just wondering, oh, I wonder if anyone came to the website. You can see right away, okay, let's. Let's focus on this page and switch it up so that it becomes uh, something that people are excited
1: about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a that's a big one. So the I the if you're writing these down, that is Google Analytics code it gives you a little piece of code. Google walks you through how to do it. Just search Google Analytics; it'll get you to sign in and do all of that stuff on the back end. And then the Google Search Console, you can connect that to your Google Analytics, and you can see where you're showing up in Google search rank on their, on their search engine and how many people have clicked through based on keyword searches. It is absolutely invaluable information so that you can go in and start to tweak some of the copy and the language that you're using on your website.
0: Yeah. Because you're able to keep it, you know, the way you want it to be But at the same time, just those little tweaks to make sure that people can actually find you, right? If you're using too much jargon or too many words that that people aren't looking for, it doesn't matter how awesome it sounds. If no one's looking for that, it's, you've got to put something in there that people are looking for. Yes.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the way that we think, oh, well, somebody would say it this way. That's not at all how people search for things. On Google. Yeah, we were shocked sure. when we did the keyword research. We were like, what? How did that become that? You know? Yeah. But we put the language that people were searching for into our copy so that Google can index it and say, hey, this is uh, this has high relevancy to the person searching. Mm-hmm. So it does not need to be complicated. It really doesn't. But you do need to be you do need to have content there that people are searching for that will help you get found.
0: That's right. Cause you can have the most amazing thing that's that thousands of people are looking for, but if you don't have the words that they're looking for, they can't find you and they want to find you. So help them find you. <laughs> and that's all in the, in the metrics and the data. So even yes. though it might sound, you know, it might sound dry and like, Oh, roll your eyes, like, Oh, the data oh, it's, you know, it's, it's not like statistics class. It's going to be a lot more fun than that.
1: (laughs) It it truly is because it gives you clues, right? It leads you down this path of clues that are just going to help you make. And in terms of like what we're talking about, right in this moment, your website better and better, right? More user-friendly, easier to find, which is what you want as a business owner, right? You want people to be able to find you. Mm -hmm. So making sure that you have those installed and connected to your website is super important. If you ever work with any kind of digital marketer, one of the first things they are going to ask is for your Google analytics data. So they know where, where the starting point is. Yeah. So get it on there, get it on there. Yeah. Um, The other thing you can
0: have a look at um, we use a, um, a program for putting out our newsletters every week too, which also has a ton of data on, you know, how many people is it sent to? How many people opened it? What did people click on? Um, You know, so you can start to tell, okay, this topic is interesting to my audience and, Oh, people didn't really love that topic. Okay. So you can really start to focus your, your time is going to be better spent on things that, your audience is interested in like, Oh, you know, if we have 40% of people opening an email, we know that that's a topic that everyone's interested in. So we'll, you know, try to switch it up and discuss something similar again, because we know this is something that people want to learn about or read about, or they're interested in. And mm-hmm. you can start to see that with, you know, if you're, depending on what your, um, your email newsletter provider is uh, they can really, You can find a lot of great data on that.
1: Yeah. And most of them, you know, all of the ones that I know give you some, you know, all, well, pretty much all the engagement data that you need in order to make good decisions about future email campaigns. And this is what I love about knowing open rates, right? Again, it's like numbers, it's data, and it feels dry, But it saves us so much time in the long run so that we're not thinking, well, what the heck do we post or or not post? Well, like, what the heck do we send our email list? Okay, well, this topic, people love this topic. So let's send more, you know, emails along that line. And it's meant that our email open rate just keeps getting better and better. Mm -hmm. And the same thing can work for you. It saves you so much time, you know, like instead of sitting at your, your keyboard thinking, What on earth do I send my list this week? If you are just starting out and you do not have any of this data, I mean, that happens, right? Everybody starts somewhere. Try a couple of different things or try some different topics that fit within your uh, target audience's wants and needs and see what people open, see what they click on, see what subject lines get good open rates, right? That's another one. And uh, like our service provider does A, B testing for subject lines. So if you've got a service provider that does that, we use ConvertKit, by the way. So if you're wondering what uh, email service provider we use, I'll make sure that we link that in the show notes as well. So you can check it out and see if that's something that you're interested in building your email newsletter on. Um, It's a really great service, It's pretty intuitive to use. But yeah, you got to start somewhere and then you just play. Just have a little bit of fun with it, right? And see what works. Do more of that. If it doesn't work, do less of that.
0: Yeah. And and you know, the I that's what I think is the nice thing about having that data is that you think, "Oh, okay, well, I sent it to this many people." But it gives you a realistic view of how many people actually you know, had time to read it. Right.
1: Yeah. The other thing, uh, particularly when it comes to like, um, website, click through rates or email open rates is know what your industry benchmark is. Like you can just say like, what is email open rate for such and such an industry coaching industry or day planner industry or whatever your industry is. And to kind of have a sense to see like, okay, well, if my email open rate is at 35% and the benchmark is 15 to 20%, you know, you're doing an exceptional job. It's sending like good quality newsletters to your audience and keeping them engaged, which is what you want, right? You want an engaged audience.
0: Well, and I think that is important too, because you can have, um, you know, a newsletter list that has say 10,000 people on it, but if only a hundred people are engaging in it, you know, that's something you want to take note of. Okay. So really your audience is those hundred people. And, um, if you want to increase what you're actually getting to, cause it, you know, your ego is like, that's exciting. Lots of people, but how many people are really opening it? And then how can you improve on that? Because and that's where we talk about this all the time is quality over quantity. Same on social media. You, do you want to have these followers that aren't really following you? They just clicked follow, um, you know, who's really engaging? How many people are really engaging with your, um, you know, with your newsletters, with your um, with any, whatever it is, your blog, whatever it is that you're putting out there, um, that engagement rate is is the the metrics that you should be looking at. And that's the piece that you want to be growing, right? The, like they call them the vanity metrics of like the actual, the big numbers, but you really want to dive into that crew of people
1: who are um, engaging and following and love what you're doing. Yeah, with it, let's say you've got, and I let's actually talk about social media because that really is where I think, when we think of vanity metrics, that's, I think of social media, that's the first thing that comes to mind, right? For a long time on Instagram, it was like, get to 10,000 followers, get to 10,000 followers because it opened up some options, which Instagram is now made available to all accounts, by the way. So you can now click to anywhere on the web, all the accounts <laughs> without 10,000 followers. It's wonderful. It's really, really wonderful. Um it's, I think, going to make things a lot easier for a lot of small businesses that just don't have, just don't have that 10,000 followers and don't really want that 10,000 followers. But anyways, those vanity metrics. So it was a, for a long time, you know, get to 10,000 followers. That was a sign that you'd made it. Now, thankfully, the conversation is shifting a little bit, and the focus is now on what is the engagement, right? Like how many people who've seen my stuff there's two ways to measure engagement. How many people who've seen my stuff, whether they're following me or not, have engaged with it in some way? Or what percentage of my following has engaged with my stuff? Again, if you know your industry benchmarks, it's easy to see, okay, well, and I don't want you to think that you're falling short, but I've got an opportunity here to give my audience more of what they want right and if you're you're at benchmark or above benchmark that's awesome keep doing what you're doing do more of it if, if that works for you right i'm not saying do more work i'm just saying continue yeah. on with the work that you're already doing oh, yeah
0: <laughs> the the productive work like work that makes sense not just the getting busy to make other you know certain numbers like focus on which numbers are important i think is yeah. is the key when you're spending your time and your work hours on those important numbers, that, that is quality time, that that's time that's going to your bottom line is going to shift. Um, when, when we talk about moving your business forward, that's what we're talking about is, is those, uh, quality, uh, numbers. Yeah.
1: Now I do want to talk a little bit about tracking numbers that really don't make a difference. So here's what I mean by that. So let's say your business goal is to make more sales of a certain product, but you've made a decision that you're going to do that through search engine optimization and building an email list, but you're spending half your time over on social media, even though you've not made social media, a a tactical approach to making more sales of that product, then it's okay to let that social media go for a little bit, right? I mean, if you still wanna show up and do that, that's fine. But if, the, you're not, if that's not part of your tactic to grow sales of that product, you don't need to spend so much time worrying about those metrics. You need to start worrying about the metrics of your search engine on optimization and your email list growth and engagement. If, that, if those are the strategies that you've decided, or what you're going to do to reach your goal of more sales of widget A, then that's where you need to be spending your time. But we get caught up. And that's where the vanity piece comes in. We get caught up thinking that we need to have all of these followers, have this high engagement rate over on social media, even if it's not part of our overall business strategy.
0: Yeah, that's the problem when you start looking at other businesses and think, oh, that's working for them. Maybe that's what I should be doing too. And your business isn't their business. So don't worry about it. Because Yeah. yeah, it could be doing amazing for them. But honestly, if that's not what you want to be doing, and that's not how you're you're running your business, don't worry about it. Be happy for them. Say, hey, that's amazing. Good for you. But you don't have to do whatever all the things that everyone else is doing. Focus on you, you know, And someone will be inspired by you one
1: day too. It's so important that you know what's important for your business so that you know what data you should be gathering and taking action on. Like almost every piece of technology, almost every app, I don't want to say every app, but or business tech system has some way To provide you valuable data. And if that's not your thing, and that's something you prefer to outsource, go ahead and do that. But even if you don't know how to interpret the data, (laughs) know that that's there, right? And that's always an option. So if you're really struggling to reach a business goal of some sort, having that data is going to show you again, where those leaks are, where people are leaking from the top of your funnel to the final conversion activity that you want them to take, whether that's signing up for an email list, whether that's making a purchase, whether that's enrolling in a course and knowing where those leaks are, makes it so much easier to plug them up.
0: Yep. Just like a swimming pool. When you find the leak, you can patch it up and then you get to keep your water or get more water. <laughs> But so that's what we've included a, um, a stats tracker in the vision success planner so that you can have a look over your year. Um, what that's this, we're heading into that season now, as we're, we're heading to year end, you can really have a look at your, your stats, um, and say, oh, okay, well, things weren't really amazing in April. And then again, in July, you know, you can kind of think, okay, well, you can have a look back, see what you were doing. And, and you can really, you can really have a good look. I find, I like looking at it at this time of year anyway, and uh, <laughs> kind of figuring out like, where where were we at at that And that uh, as you as you're going through your year, so then you can really plan next year too. If you're, if you, if whatever it is you're offering did really well in a certain month, that's great. You, you know, you know that you could do that again and and then take all the things that you learned from that and 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 do it again that month. Uh, it's it's really good, and maybe maybe you can leave out something that didn't do as well, and uh, or shift it to another month. You know, you're able to really make actual good choices around around your plan for
1: next year. Yeah, I will make sure that the link to the planner is in the show notes, so you can go have a look at it. Yeah, I love like that tracking. I'm such a numbers girl, though. <laughs> And I know you are too, well, Lisa. The numbers,
0: yeah. I, I mean, I love them and it, the numbers don't lie, right? You can say, oh, well, I felt like this and I felt like that. And we do that all the time. And, you know, for fun, we'll, we'll pull a, you know, an Oracle card or something to see if we're on the right track. But at the end of the day, the numbers are what's going to be really what's happening in your business. Yes. Yes. And I'm sure your accountant will agree.
1: yeah yep they i'm sure they would
0: (laughs) the other stuff's important but at the end of the day when you're running a business instead of
1: a hobby you want to be looking at the numbers yeah i i that. i mean there's not much more to say beyond that (laughs) so and knowing what numbers you should be tracking right based on your overall business goals that's
0: right and so as you're checking out the vision success planner another numbers uh key to that is don't forget you can, if, when you're using it for your business, it is a business expense. So there's something else that you're, will make your accountant happy. <laughs> so go check it out. There's lots of beautiful covers and, I, um, y- pick yes. your
1: next business expense that you can. Uh, yes. I don't know how this turned into let's make our accountant happy, but I'm <laughs> sure our accountant will be happy. Um, <laughs> I think that's it from me. I don't have anything else to add. If you've got any questions, make sure that you reach out to us via PM over on Instagram. Make sure you are following us over on Instagram so you can be the first to get notified when we share the results of our hashtag experiment. Uh, We're really excited about it. It's given some uh, cool data so far, and uh, it's going to make creating uh, content with hashtags a lot easier for everybody down the road, we hope. So check us out over there or send us an email. Hello at success in the shy girl. We're happy uh, to answer you in either place. With that said, thank you very much for joining the conversation today. We will talk to you in the next episode. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And while you're there, leave us a five-star review. As always wishing you abundance and success.